Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Hopefully by the end of this day, I'll still have a voice. Um, But that's for good reason, because I've been singing, and and, you know, I see a lot of people who were here last night as well, and, and it's good to see all of you here today. Um, this is something that uh, on Christmas Day service uh, was not something I really did as a kid, but um, I did it when I was going to the seminary, and I thought, wow, what a great way to celebrate the birth of Christ, coming to church and um, being where he has promised to be. It's a beautiful thing. And so I thank you for being here. Um, uh, if you weren't here, at least I'd be here with my family, and that would be just enough, but it's great to have everybody joining us as well. We, uh, uh, <laughs> we have heard a lot about uh, the birth of Christ uh, yesterday, um, and then today, um, there's, there's more to be said. Believe it or not, there's more to be said. Um, there are plenty of people out there who think, well, Jesus was born, uh, he lived, he died, he rose from the dead. That's all I need to know, right? And you go, wow, have you not read the Gospel of John? <laughs> have you not read the first chapter of John's Gospel and saying, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And going on a little bit further, saying, and the word that, hearkening back, the word was with God and was God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Yes, there's so much more that needs to be said. But there's just a few things that I'd like to touch on. Um, there is something to be said in this gospel passage that um, kind of ties in with what I said last night a little bit, that last night I was talking a lot about how Christ is the light of the world. He is the light that no darkness can overcome. And that should uh, give us hope. That should encourage us and give us strength. And... I've said it before, this world is dark. And this tells us exactly how dark it is. This word that became flesh is the light of the world. He is the light that is the life of men. And yet, the world does not know him. The world does not know Christ. They do not know, even though the world was made through him, they have no idea who he is. And just imagine the life that he lived, being the very son of God, being the word made flesh, knowing what's in people's hearts and knowing that deep down, whether they said it or not, they were hostile towards him. They hated him. The very least, they didn't care about him or know about him or want anything to do with him. And in likewise manner, it's not something we like to say or to get into very often, but If we are in Christ and the world does not know him, what makes us expect that the world would know us? What makes us expect that the world would look at us and say, oh, aren't they just so special? Aren't they just wonderful? 
It's a sad thing that the world does not know Christ. And that is a burden that we Christians have to bear. That's part of our cross. Because we know the joy. We know the life that God gives through Jesus Christ. And when we look out in the world and we see so many people suffering without even knowing that they're suffering, it grieves us because it grieves God. It hurts us because it hurts God. And it hurts us especially even more if we think to ourselves, I would really love to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. I would love to tell them, especially in this Christmas season, (laughs) Merry Christmas because Jesus was born for you, lived for you, and died for you. And yet, that can keep us from saying those things because in our minds we know that there's the possibility that someone's going to say, get out of here. Don't talk to me about that stuff. What do I care about that? Leave that in church, okay? Don't bring that to me. And so our sinful flesh wants to go along to get along. And it wants to not rock the boat. But we have comfort from our Lord when he says later on in John's gospel, uh, in John 15, he says, <laughs> he says, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. And before that, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you that you love, that you love one another, that in these things, We have hope in Christ, knowing that he was hated first, that he was thought of least first before us. We have hope because he carries that weight. He carries that weight for you and for me. That's why he was born. He was born to carry that weight of sin and hate and chastisement. He was born to carry those things to the cross. And even though the world does not know him, though the world was made through him, we have hope because we who believe in his name, he gives the right to become the children of God. That no longer are we separated from God to where we can use a proper name, right? I've heard it recently that we say Lord, right? And we say Yahweh and things like that, but it's proper to say Father. Lord God is our Father now because of what Jesus has done. He has made us co-heirs with him. We are now sons and daughters of the Most High, and we can come to him and say, Father. He has broken down the dividing wall of hostility so that we can be one with God. And this gives us hope. This gives us strength. 
When we go into this world and we desire to tell someone that clearly needs to know it, Jesus Christ loves you and he died for your sins, we can say that with confidence because even though someone may shoot back, get out of here with that, who needs it? It's useless. You can still have a clean conscience and you can still be given that courage you need to say, Lord, have mercy. God bless you. I pray that the Spirit would do the work that needs to be done, right? Because it is in God's hands. Because we are children of God, we have confidence. Because we have been washed clean with the word and with the water in holy baptism, we have new life in Christ and we really have nothing to fear. God has conquered all things for our sakes. As a child of God, you are given the fullness of God. You have given grace upon grace from his hand. And here in this place, you are given the fullness of him in his body and his blood shed for you. For the forgiveness of all your sins, that you would be strengthened. That you would go out into this world and say, I can face anything because Christ lives within me. He dwells with me, truly and fully. So while the world may hate and disregard Christ and his Christians, know that you are a beloved child of God filled with his life and light, and that light shines in the darkness. Know the darkness can be very scary. The light of God gives us comfort. The light of God gives us hope. It gives us a way to see where we ought to go, who we are to trust, what we are to do. And the darkness has not and cannot comprehend nor, nor overcome the light of Christ that shines in you. So as we go forth, be filled with his fullness, be filled with his grace, knowing that he has borne all things for your sake to give you comfort and hope and a future that is sure in him. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, um, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord.